Welcome to the Sober by Design podcast, where we explore the many pathways to recovery and a better life through conversations with a wide array of guests. Whether you're sober curious, in recovery, or simply looking to improve your mental health and well-being, this podcast will have something for you. Each week, we sit down with inspiring guests from all walks of life who share their personal stories of struggle and triumph, offering valuable insights and practical advice on how to design a life worth living. From addiction and mental health to spirituality and creativity, we cover a wide range of topics that are relevant to anyone seeking to live a more fulfilling and authentic life. So join us on this journey of discovery, growth, and transformation, and start designing a new life. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sober by Design podcast. We are back after a slight hiatus um, in August. I was on vacation for a little while. We also had some uh, guest delays um, and rebookings. So we took a a two-week break, I believe, and I wanted to make sure that we got back on our regularly scheduled Monday releases. Um, We do have a slate of guests booked through the month of September, and I'm looking forward to talking to all of them about a very varying topics, um, all related to, you know, alcohol use, recovery, mental health, and uh, I'm hoping to get some more varied guests on as well in the future to touch on some other topics. But today, you get just me for the, um, you know, hour or so. I'm going to give you my best shot. I'm about to open up a hop lark, hop tea, if none of you have had a Hop Lark Hop Tea. It is basically hops, water, and tea. Um, And I wanted to touch a little bit on non-alcoholic drinks and kind of my feelings around them. And obviously I am partaking in this beverage of hops and water. Um, But, you know, I had spent about a week in Canada. And over that time, I went to a couple grocery stores and really saw how other areas are diving fully into non-alcoholic options for people. Um, Here in the metro New Jersey, New York area, it is taking some grasp of the marketplace. Um, But in Canada, the couple grocery stores we went to, it was really full on display. you know, in the soda aisle, there'd be a break, and all of a sudden, you were confronted with non-alcoholic wine, non-alcoholic spirits, beer, um, non-alcoholic mixed drinks and cans, and it was just there at the grocery store. It wasn't, you know, a small little section in your local liquor or beer store. Um, it wasn't sort of a, you know, a special d- display uh, for a holiday. It looks like it's part of their normal operating procedure. And I really think that that's interesting. Um, you know, again, I, I really only at this point drink hop water, either um, the hop Lark brand, uh, Lagunitas, and I do make my own at home, or I'll drink a, like a non-alcoholic spirit type thing, like a seed lip, um, type drink and mix that with a little club soda. I just like drinking things that have no extra calories or sugars. So for me, 
those type of drinks work the best. I like bitter flavors. Um, so that's kind of where I am. You know, a non-alcoholic beer for me doesn't work that well. Um, I've tried. I, I, um, I don't like the sweetness of it. I don't like the malt of it. And for me, uh, because beer was such a big part of my, you know, drinking story, I do worry still about that idea of will I, you know, start drinking non-alcoholic beer, start to enjoy that taste again, and maybe not not flirt with the idea of drinking real beer, but, you know, it's just a little bit too close to the sun for me. Um, it's not for, you know, other people. I think it, it's, it's a great substitute. I think the fact that, you know, I can... Uh, now locally get Corona Zero or Heineken Zero, Bud Zero. There's a lot of just straight up zero options out there, not just these 0.5s that are, you know, wishy-washy about how much alcohol in there. There's a lot of truly zero alcohol beers out, I think is awesome. Um, I think it's a great alternative. It's a, it's a huge harm reduction, right? Um, but again, for me, a little close to the sun, extra calories that I don't want, but I love the idea of all the options. Um, early on in my sobriety, I didn't mess with any of it. I was a straight water drinker. Um, tea, coffee, lots of coffee. If anybody went to AA, you know coffee's about the only option. Coffee cookies, lived on them for lunch for about a year and a half. Um, but, you know, seltzer water, be it Polar, LaCroix, your store brand, uh, mineral waters, they're, they're all great options for me. And now I'm able to supplement them with, you know, other things while I'm out. Um, there's mocktail options being offered at restaurants. It, it really is a changing atmosphere around the non-alcoholic options. Um, there's even some non-alcoholic bars out there. We've talked about a couple in the past. There's a gentleman out there. Um, his name is escaping me, but Sands Bar is a huge sort of pop-up type non-alcoholic mocktail bar that throws parties for people in recovery, people who are dancing around recovery. And listen, I think it's a great, um, you know, tool that's being built for the environment of not only recovery, but young people coming up. And that that's what I loved about visiting Canada so much was it was like that was in the store. There were no alcoholic options you had to go to an outside beer store outside liquor store but in the store everything that a kid or you know a teenager might see was non-alcoholic and it could lead to something good down the road where you know children aren't making that choice based on what they see you know when they go grocery shopping with their parents a lot of grocery stores across the U.S. You know, there's a huge cold aisle full of beer and wine. On the other side are spirits. And, you know, it just becomes part of the normal grocery shopping trip. Um, I don't know how good that is. You know, when we were buying our groceries at Canada, in Canada, um, the one time, my wife, Renee, did ask me to stop to get wine. And it was like Saturday at uh 6 30 and the wine store was closed and i thought wow that's 
really awesome that the wine store is closed, you know, and I came home with no wine, no big deal. But I think, you know, overall, there's a culture that's being established in Canada, or at least in this part of Canada, Vancouver Island, where it was like a little less alcohol forward, right? People were doing other things. There was a lot of activity outside. People were tubing. They were on the river. They're riding bikes. It, I mean, maybe I just didn't see it because it was so short, and maybe I was seeing the glass half full. Um, but I liked what I saw. And, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the non-alcoholic drinks because I know it's a, a subject that a lot of people early on in recovery, don't know how to handle. Um, I've seen people go full-blown in, like day one, on non-alcoholic beer. And and listen, if that's what's going to get you over the hump, go for it, right? I'm a fan of using any tool um, at your disposal to reduce the harm to you. And, you know, let's maybe shift the view on on these drinks. I think it's it's about time. Um we're not just talking about, you know, Odules, and uh, I don't even know how to say the wine. It was a free. Um, those seem to be the two options for, I don't know, 50 years out there. A- and now it seems like the market's changing. I've heard some crazy numbers from a, a market standpoint from dollars for non-alcoholic options, but um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I am more open to, to trying different things, um, specifically around the spirits. And, you know, I hope that people continue to play with different uh, canned cocktails and or mocktails and, and hop waters and, you know, just different, more mature flavors, right? Different types of tea drinks. There's a lot that we can do out there with, uh, with our, with our options. So, um, that was one subject that I really wanted to talk about today. Don't know if that went anywhere, but always willing to talk about them on social media. Would love to talk to somebody who's in that space and understand kind of what that market looks like, um, what the appetite they're seeing is. So if anybody knows of anybody working in the non-alcoholic beverage industry, um, shoot me their name. I would love to you know, just chat for an hour about about that world. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity to build a sort of a culture like we had around, you know, the, the craft brewing, you know, boom. When it started in, you know, the first go-around was in the 90s, and then I guess it resurged like full-blown in, in the 10s, 2010s. But um, I think it could be the same for this this non-alcoholic option, specifically around athletes, people looking to really take hold of their health. It's such a, it's so forward right now, you know, the health and and grabbing control over it. Um, So I think there's something there. Now talking about health, um, while I was sort of on hiatus, I, I signed up for two different health forward type brands in the mobile sphere um the first is whoop the whoop strap um it is a sort of a health metric device uh you know it's you put it on your arm there's no display it's basically a piece of fabric with a sensor you wear it on your arm all day every day 
uh, working out, sleeping in the water. It's it's a very, um, you know, robust piece of uh, equipment, I guess. And it links up to your phone and it spits back a ton of great data. Um, I'm early on in my utilization with my Whoop. Uh, I've seen it all over social media. People are always posting their, you know, their sleep uh, stats or their strain stats, stress stats, whatever their stats are, they're putting them up there. And um, now I'm starting to see some of that data come back. For me, a couple of the great features have been um, really related to stress and then they have a journaling feature and I'll get a little bit into stress first. Um, I, a couple, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, I believe it was right after my dad, uh, it was either right after or right before, I can't remember, suffered a brain aneurysm. Um, I was feeling a little overwhelmed just in general. I went to a functional uh, medicine doctor and we did some blood tests and, you know, kind of dove into a couple of my health issues. And the one culprit that we could really pinpoint everything on was stress. Um, and his statement was like, you have to get control over your stress or you're going to continue to have health problems. That is a huge statement to make. And it is a huge undertaking, um, depending on the day I could be, you know, calm or I could be really quite overworked and, and stressed out. So, um, it, it, you know, my stress levels are obviously all over the place, but I had no real way to understand, you know, w- what is that level, right? What's stressed, what's not, what's a zero, what's a 10? I have no idea. And when I signed up for the WHOOP, I don't even think I knew that it tracks stress as a, as a metric, but it does. And it tracks it sort of minute by minute and then spits back data for me at the end of the day that I've spent X minutes in a high stress state. I've spent X minutes on, you know, under, I never went into high stress and it's giving me a glimpse into the ability to look back at my day, look at these peaks and valleys and understand what I'm doing while, you know, these stress spikes are happening. You know, I've, I've tested my cortisol in the past and, you know, there's indications when you test your cortisol, but you can't pinpoint it to exact moments in a day. Um, you know, I can know that, you know, I'm low in the morning or, or high in the afternoon, but that's just, you know, that, that, that's this indication that you're stressed now I can start to tie it back to, okay, I get stressed out when I'm commuting to work. Or, oh, I took a stressed moment when I was on the airplane. Or, you know, during that really intense work call. And I can look at that and, and start to actually modify behaviors based on that data. Um, and that goes for, you know, the strain when I exercise, my sleep, and my recovery. Um, the other thing, so, you know, strange sleep, all that stuff is great. The other thing that I really like about it is their journal features. So Whoop has a journal, and this is a tool that I've used in the past 
for my recovery coaching clients and even for myself. So what I would do is tell either myself or, or my clients, you know, for the week of August 28th, I want you to track these five behaviors every day. So we're going to track time with family this week. We're going to track, you know, I read a book this week. Uh, only two hours of TV, uh, running, and eating no sugar, right? So those were my five things. And I tracked, did I do all five of those each day? What I would do is, you know, on a Monday... I would track all five. Tuesday, I'd wake up. How do I feel? Do I feel better? Right? If I did all five, do I feel better? Say Wednesday. On Tuesday, I, I missed two out of the five. Did I feel a little bit worse on Wednesday? And I could start to put together some idea of how my actions were affecting my next day. Right? If I am doing all these things that I think are important, how is it actually making me feel the next day? So I could give myself a score. And it's very arbitrary, right, if I'm doing it that way. What WHOOP has done is it's kind of taken that idea and now it's saying, you know, what 30 things or however many, there's tons of options on there, right? You could be tracking, did you take your vitamins? Did you eat, you know, sugar? Uh, did you have the ability to get what you wanted to get done, done? Like, do you have the resources? Did you feel in control of life? Work video calls. Like, you could track anything. And it's going to start to, over time, as you build more utilization with the strap and it gets more data about you and you get more journal entries, it can start to make some of those, um, you know, one to five type judgments that I was making just intuitively, it's going to make them based on data and spit back ideas. Well, if you're not taking your multivitamin every day, it looks like your stress is going up or your strain is up or you're not sleeping as well because you didn't do these things. Like it has that data in the back end and, and that journal tool is feeding into it. And you're getting a holistic view of just your body and how it's behaving. And as I get older and, you know, my knees creak a little bit more and maybe it's not always easy to wake up every day. Um, not every workout is super easy. That data is super valuable and I'm getting it real time. I'm not having to wait a year for a full blood panel. I'm not sort of guessing at how things are actually affecting me. I'm getting real-time feedback. And I think, you know, this kind of technology is only going to get better. And I'm all for it. I know sometimes people are very cautious about, you know, well, you're releasing your health data and what are they going to do with it? Uh, you know, my mindset's like, they already know what I look at on the internet. They know what I buy at the store. Um they probably could figure out how bad of a diet I have based on, you know, what I buy at the grocery store or what restaurants I go to. I, I would rather have that, that bit of a glimpse into my health on real time 
and maybe give up some health data to whoop than not have that insight. Um, so if you've been on the fence, if you've never heard of whoop, um, I would 100% take a look at it. It is, is, it is a cost. Um, it's about 30 bucks a month. It's a subscription based product. Uh, you buy, yeah, I think I got my strap for free. Um, and then you pay $30 per month, but, um, you know, worth every penny so far. And, you know, I will continue to kind of give updates if, if by chance this goes off course and, you know, I stop thinking that this is great, I'll let you know. But right now I think it's, it's one of the best, um, tools out there. Um, at the same time I got this Winston, my older son got himself an Apple watch. So we've kind of been comparing notes. Um, it does seem like the Apple watch does a great job on the sleep and you know some other things but it definitely is missing that that stress component as far as i could tell and the journal component um the fact that those two things are built into this whoop for me and what i'm trying to take control of health wise um just invaluable i mean it's a great recovery tool uh, the that that fact that you can start to put that stuff in and see how it affects you is uh, just just great, you know, um, to change your, your health, to change your behaviors, to help you be accountable. It's just a great thing. Um, and on the accountability front, the other, um, app, um, tool that I signed up for this month was, uh, this uh, online CrossFit platform called street parking. And, you know, I had been looking either to go back to an in-person gym or figure out a way to really motivate myself at my house. Um, for me, motivation to work out, as much as I want to be healthy and have this very functional body as I age, working out is, for me, always something that I can put aside to do something else. I'll, you know, if I'm supposed to work out um, and the lawn has to get cut, I'm going to pick the lawn. Um, it's just how I'm built. You know, it's responsibilities first. And I don't see... I, I'm i still at a point where I don't see working out as like a responsibility. I'm getting there, but I'm not there. Um, but to do that, to sort of elevate the working out above other things, I need to have paid for it in a way. I need to be able to monetize my working out. In the past, I was able to do that at a CrossFit gym by telling myself that each workout cost X, and if I didn't do it, I was losing X dollars. Um, street parking, not a huge outlay of cash per month, but I can still put a dollar figure to every workout that I want to get. Um, and what I like about it is it gives me a daily workout. I think each workout normally has about four choices. Um, there's normally like a dumbbell version, a barbell version, uh, some sort of, you know, sandbag type version, you know, something a little bit more sort of obscure as far as I could tell. And then sometimes there's like a no equipment version. 
Um, so those are the daily workouts. And there's a bunch of extra workouts that are just programmed. So, you know, 5K or couch to 5K, some endurance type stuff. There's a ton of strength programming in there. Um, it's a very robust platform for the cost that you pay. Again, I think it's in that $30 a month range. I know I just told you Whoop and Street Parking. So if you're looking at both of them, it's $60. If you are able to work out at home, if you have equipment, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have bought equipment through the pandemic and I have enough equipment where I could do the work. Um, if you have space to do it at home and, you know, you, you have this um, desire to get control, $60 is still probably cheaper than a lot of local gyms. So you're getting this this great programming. Um, street parking also has a lot of online community, which to me, again, accountability, community, two of my pillars of recovery are kind of built into the street parking program, which I think is great. Um, you get assigned a coach. You can reach out to that coach. They do meetups. Um, they have gear that you can buy. So you feel part of this, like this community through your, your sweatshirt. And then I believe, you know, if you get a certain amount of workouts done, um, they send you a sweatshirt in the mail and then more, you get another thing. And, you know, it's just, it's a little bit more than just a, an app that spits out random workouts. There's something more to it. And so far, um, I love it. I just did another workout today. Um, really good, really good workout for a Sunday. Um, again, I aim three, four workouts a week and there's plenty in the programming for that. I mean, I'm not following daily. Um, I don't, you know, I try to work out around my work schedule, my kids sports schedules. You know, I have responsibilities obviously as a married man and, in my community. So, you know, if I can get four workouts in a week, I'm feeling really good. Three is kind of like the minimum. And it's just been really nice to see, um, you know, another tool like that pop up. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I would love to go to a street parking meetup, um, in the future. And, um, again, just a great tool, right? So in the past month, I've been able to look at, you know, non-alcoholic drinks through a different lens. Um, I've been able to find the whoop strap and see, you know, how it already had integrated a tool that I'm sort of using as a coach into its product, right? And it took it to the next level. Um, I, I didn't think what I was doing was innovative. I just thought it was useful. They took it and they innovated it. And to me, that is you know, just invaluable. Um, and then the street parking app, another great thing, like community accountability, right? So I, it's just like all these little things are falling into place in the month of August and then setting me up for the fall to really kind of go into that time of the time of the year around here that gets a little bit tricky, right? The, 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 the leaves start to change. It gets a little colder. We get stuck inside. People kind of, you know, talk about, seasonal depression and you know january's tough february's tough i'm gonna have these tools all around me and i'm building up that momentum now 
you know, you, you start doing something for 30 days and all of a sudden it's just part of your life. And, you know, I'm happy I found these in August to set me up for success over the upcoming months. Um, you know, the, the other thing that I just kind of wanted to touch on, um, today and you know what, I'm not going to touch on it cause it's a little bit of a bummer and I like just, and then that part on the tools. Um, so again, shout outs on my tools, go try a hop lark, um, you know, pick up any other teas, uh, you could pick up the hop water they have a couple ones that they call craft beers the sour um you know but they're all zero percent zero calorie it is uh really the way that i like to go on that give whoop a look and see if it's for you um i think everybody could benefit from some insights into their health um even if you're super healthy Actually, I know most super healthy people I know have one. Um, and then uh, if you're looking for a little bit more accountability on your home workouts, or even if you're going to a gym and it's not class-based, street parking, give it a look. I think you'll be impressed. Um, and now, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about my media stuff. I am a huge music and um, TV slash movie fan, and over vacation, a bunch of stuff came came around. Um, so the one thing that I really kind of latched on to during vacation on Netflix was um, these really kind of wacky reality shows, and this is you know, listen, it's not high art, but it was super entertaining. I don't remember why I turned it on, but the first one I turned on was Buying Beverly Hills. Um, never watched it. It's about uh, this high-end real estate brokerage, residential real estate brokerage in Beverly Hills. Um, and, you know, they show you the house that they're going to sell and give you all the stats. And then quickly it kind of devolves from real estate into just drama um, between the brokers and, um, you know, their problems with each other, uh, sort of infighting between the brokers. And I couldn't take my eyes off of it for some reason. I don't know if it's the structure of the show. Um, you know, as somebody who works in sort of com the commercial real estate side of things, um, I understand the world of like big transactions. These weren't these weren't bigger than a lot of the transactions that I'm, you know, part of, uh, not personally, but like, you know, I'm, I'm working around these transactions. So it wasn't like I was, I was in awe of, of the size. I was in awe of the people, you know, kind of completing the transactions. I, I felt at some points I felt like, wow, I could 100% do this, but I think it's just the structure of the show. They, they've really nailed the, the way to keep you captivated. Um, you know, Renee would come in and watch a little bit and say, this is awful. And then she'd sit down and she'd be in it for three episodes. So there's something about it that is very um, captivating. Uh, you don't want to watch it, but you can't stop. And so I finished buying Beverly Hills 
and then you know Netflix tells you all these other shows to watch and Selling Sunset was the next on the list so I gave that a go and Buying Beverly Hills was one season so far Selling Sunset I think has six and I started that again same formula of you know very sort of drama-filled brokerage these high-end homes they're showing you the homes but really they're showing you the drama and and selling sunsets probably worse on the drama front um i guess some of these people are <clears throat> you know famous in the uh, tmz type world um i don't i didn't know any of them the only guy i knew was uh, Tarek from home and garden tv makes an appearance or two on there but um Again, just very sort of captivating TV in in the worst of ways. Um, but if you're looking for sort of a mindless thing to have on in the background and you don't like, you know, the mean girl voice um, is for you. Uh, what else did I really uh, start on? Um, I did start watching Suits. Uh, it was on Netflix. Um, I got sidetracked by all of my real estate shows. Um, but what from what I saw in the first couple, Suits looks to be a real winner. And I hear great things from my older son, Winston, about Suits. So I am looking forward to continuing that in the near future. Um, Music-wise, um, Justin Vernon just put out a full-length album, new album, um, spectacular well worth a listen on spotify uh normally i'm not listening to albums straight through anymore i'm normally hitting skip or i'm putting them on shuffle or it's part of a a mix or a radio station that's on spotify but that album i've listened to straight through about four times five times over the past 10 days um which says a lot um really good album and the other album that came out tons of hype around it um i believe nine songs from it are in the top 10 on apple music right now something like that um this is zach bryan album new album by zach bryan he is he's a good songwriter um i'm not in love with every song uh, there's songs of his that I really like. Uh, I think Dawn's, which is not on this album, but with Maggie Rogers, is just a killer track. Um, on this album so far, the new album, East of Sorrow, is my favorite track. Um, you know, maybe some others will grow on me. Uh, but so far, good album. Not sure... I get what he was doing with the opening track. He's It's a spoken word poem thing. Listen, not what I would have done to open the album. Um, you know, as a fan of old hip-hop albums like the Fugees, I get sort of these like spoken word sort of interlude things. Um, those were short and, you know, this spoken word that he did was a little bit long um could have probably been on the end of the album in all honesty but that's just me um overall though really good album and again well worth a listen um the last one i'll throw out there is uh 
LPGOB and Goose put out a track. Uh, it's a single. It's on Spotify. Um, good, solid remix of a Goose song. And LPGOB is, you know, really doing a lot out there with her digital music, DJing, talented artist. Um, she's very musical. And, you know, I think could do, you know, full-blown EDM shows like you're seeing, you know, you know, Avicii was putting on shows like that or a Fatboy Slim show, you know, uh, yeah, she could take control of a, of, of a huge, huge festival type crowd, um, with her, with her sets. And, um, that track in particular is a really good one for me. Um, she did remix a bunch of, um, Grateful Dead stuff as well. So kind of in that same jam band spirit, she's definitely floating around that, that scene. So give her a listen. And, um, it's really it for me, I think on the recommendations. Um, again, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I dropped something this week. Probably was a little bit scattershot. The, the point was more to make sure that, you know, my voice got out there. We talked a little bit about sort of that NA vibe that's going on uh, really outside of the U.S., but picking up steam here. And then the accountability stuff, the community stuff, and the, and just taking care of your health, right? Um, whoop, street parking, and then uh, good music and trashy TV. That seems to be my formula right now. And I feel pretty good. So with that, um, if you guys could like, subscribe, review on whatever platform you're listening on, it would be much appreciated. If you know anybody that wants to talk on a podcast, send them my way. Um, you know, there is a uh, comments you can send through there. You can reach me on Instagram at the Sober by Design Podcast. And, you know, I'm willing to talk to anybody about anything. Um, so please do reach out. I appreciate all of you listening. And we will be back next week with something new. All right. Bye-bye.